Welcome to Our Certain Point of View, where your hosts, Jim and Tim, will bring you newly, weekly discussions about the Star Wars universe. Our Certain Point of View is a fan-based podcast and has no connections with Disney, Lucasfilm, or any of their subsidiaries. Hello. Yeah. Oh, nice. And welcome to Our Certain Point of View the Halloween Spooktacular Podcast. I'm Jim. And I'm Tim. And today we're going to be talking about the scary side of Star Wars. But before we do that, we need to talk news. So, Tim, what do we have in the news? Well, this isn't new, but if you haven't purchased them yet, tickets for The Rise of Skywalker are still available and you can buy them. Uh, Maybe for opening night, if not sometime that weekend, or the... Weeks to follow. At some point, get those tickets. Get them. We got ours. We got ours, and uh, I'm really excited because we're in the middle of the theater. Um, All right. So other news. There was a, um, I don't know, article on a website that I did not recognize the uh, name of that website, so I don't know how much credence to give this. You read it too, I think. So uh, it says there might be a prequel about Kylo Ren starring Adam Driver. Yeah. Now, Kylo's kind of a divisive character in that people seem to either love him or hate him. I'm on the love him side. Um, I think uh, he it does a good job of being the unstable, powerful person. I like that he kind of has tantrums like a child because that would be truly terrifying. Yeah. And it is spectacular. Big, dark side, crazy guy with, like, just monster rage fits. Yeah. And, you know, Star Wars... is scary, but that's kind of like no country for old men, uncalculated scary. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's honestly one of my favorite scenes in Star Wars is when those two stormtroopers walk up during the tantrum <laughs> and then just turn around and go and the other way. And you know who played those stormtroopers? I don't know. You really don't? No, I don't. I don't remember. Those I, are the voice actors from the Clone Wars. That's Anakin that. and uh, Obi-Wan's voice yeah. actors. And I feel terrible that I don't remember their names because they're just as much Anakin and Obi-Wan as anyone in the whole uh, series. Yeah. But yeah, that's the voice actors. I don't remember either. Got, so that was their cameo. Um, so anyway, talk, that's part of the news is a Kylo Ren prequel might be in, uh, in the works. Um, just uh, n- more news, just a reminder, we're going to be reformatting in about two weeks. Uh, that has to do with the Mandalorian release. So instead of our regular Thursday uh, release, we might, uh, well, we'll be changing it up a little bit. We'll post the schedule on our uh, Facebook page. That'd be easier. Speaking of which, if you want to leave us feedback, that is the place to go. Far, far away, our galaxy is. Leave questions or uh, things you wish to discuss. Today we are doing spooktacular, but as always, we have to give a shout-out to Shasta Mangold, Gordon, our engineer who makes all of this possible. Uh, Gordon is pursuing all kinds of stuff. I think his most successful uh, enterprise so far, though, is his uh, Alexa Flash Briefing. Um, so I just want to mention that now. Apparently, it's an app that you can access through Alexa. And I know he's had uh, some pretty s- impressive success with it. So if you want to hear more from Gordon and the man, he's the one who does our intros. He has a voice like butter. Yeah, he does. Uh, while we're doing shout-outs, we've got one James Arnold Taylor, who voiced Obi-Wan Kenobi in Star Wars The Clone Wars. Over yeah. here. I looked him up. I didn't remember either, but... Did we didn't want to pass this, and Anakin is voiced by one Matt Lanter. So James Arnold Taylor, did you see where they did a, uh, they did a, uh, shoot, a, a poll. Who's your favorite Obi-Wan? And it had Ewan McGregor, Alec Guinness, and then it just said, 
guy from Clone Wars. <laughs> and so he, James Arnold Taylor, ret uh, retweeted that. He said, my name is James Taylor or James Arnold Taylor or whatever. Um, so I thought that was hilarious. And because he scored like high, I think he scored above yeah. Alec Guinness even. Um, but anyway, so that's that's our news for today. Now we're on to countdowns before we get to the scary stuff. So what countdowns we got? Resistance Reborn Novel. Yeah, the Resistance Reborn Novel is five days away. November 5th, that comes out. Wow, these are getting short. Uh, um, and then Disney By the way, Plus. today is, of course... Today is October 31st. I probably should have... I mean, it's Halloween, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So, you know, Ooh, be scared of the ghosts and stuff. Uh, it's Sam Hain, according to the Celts. And we just call it Hallow's Eve or Halloween. And does it exist in Star Wars? We'll find out in a minute. So Resistance Reborn is five days. Disney Plus and The Mandalorian premiere in just 12 days. We are less than two weeks away. 12 days until we watch Mandalorian Episode 1. And we'll come back and talk a little bit about that, too, because there's news there. I hope I can make it to work because I'm going to want to binge watch so much stuff. All right, and then our next uh, benchmark is Jedi Fallen Order. Another reason I might have to miss work. Yeah, the Jedi Fallen Order video game comes out again three days later, 15 days from now. Looks awesome. Rise of Skywalker, the movie, the event we've been waiting for. Ooh, Square the Seven. We are 49 days away. Square the Seven. Yeah, Seven squared is 49. Math. Clone Wars Season 7 at its furthest away. 11 squared, 121. <laughs> 11 squared, which is what I was going to say. But That's yeah, right. also 121 to you laymen out there. Star Wars Day, May the 4th. 186 Star days Star Wars away. Celebration, California. 301. Only one cannoli. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. And we so, got to add the uh, we gotta add the potential. Well, we'll wait for the official release of the Kylo Ren. The Kylo Ren, oh yeah. I've already mentioned that. I'm looking forward to that. I think he's a good villain. So today's topic is horror and the Star Wars universe, um, part of our spooktacular. So I got a question for you, Tim, and I know the answer, and I don't know if you do. Does Halloween exist in the Star Wars galaxy? Yes. What makes you say yes? Where have you seen it, or are you just guessing? Well, I would say that... It was a leading question. If you said no, this would be a really boring conversation. <laughs> it's a bit of a leading question. And yes, oddly enough, it does. I do find that weird because, I mean, it's Halloween. It's not like a different version. They call it Halloween. And it exists in two places. And this is all, everything, I think. No, not everything. A lot of what we'll talk about today is uh, Legends. And one of these came from one of the video games. It was... Uh, I don't remember what the game was, but it was one of the, um, might have been Knights of the Old Republic because it was a you know, massive MM, what do you call it, online group play stuff. And during Halloween, they had a Halloween theme. Mm -hmm. And so you're running around the <coughs> temple at Coruscant, and they actually have jack-o'-lanterns and the Jedi dress up in costumes, and it is Halloween. So weird. The other place they have it is in one of the Ewok adventures. Oh. <laughs> they had a Halloween uh, story there where they dress up, and it's Halloween. They have pumpkins there, too. And yeah, what's so. the idea? If, if Halloween is what it's supposed to be, Halloween's a, a time when the spirits can come back and walk the earth. <laughs> it might not just be an earth-based thing. This could have also happened well, a long time ago in a galaxy far away. Honestly, they have more evidence of ghosts than we do. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Uh, anyway... All right, so that's history or the story of Halloween in the Star Wars universe. But what we want to concentrate on is some of the darker stories, yeah. some of the scarier tales, some that downright enter 
the horror genre. Now, I would warn some of these stories might be a little scary for younger kids. Um, there is uh, one story, at least, involving murder. Um, there's a lot that involve undead type uh, creatures. So that is a warning. Um, if, if you're listening with your kids and they're particularly sensitive to these things, you might want to listen on your own first. Um, that having been said, I wanted to start with the cartoons. Yeah. Because Rebels <clears throat> has a scene, that, and there's an episode in uh, Rebels called Rise of the Old Masters, and Kanan is trying to find, and this is our first, I thought this was spooky anyway, uh, he's trying to find a living Jedi. And uh, he's contacted in the Force by Luminara Mduli. Yeah. And uh, she seems to be, like, calling out to him through the Force. So he comes to uh, this um, Imperial base where she's supposed to be held prisoner. And it turns out... What? Do you remember? They, they found her, I think, mummified... Desiccated corpse. corpse. Yeah. yeah. And like, it's so graphic. She's, like, really going to see through coffin. And, like, her nose is shrunken in, like, it... It's, she's, well, it's like a corpse. And you actually see, like, the spirit go into her body, but it turns out it's a force projection that the uh, Inquisitors were using yep. to try to trap uh, anyone who was looking for a Jedi, any good Jedi. Um, so she is dead for reals, and it was not her force ghost, but just that was so spooky when they go into the room and there's a coffin leaned up against the wall with a glass front, and you see the dead uh, Luminara. Um, and it's, I got to tell you, we're going to go through a bunch of stories today. These are not ranked because this one that we're talking about right now is very near the top of the spooky stories for me. Like this was a, it's a pretty intense. I actually did try to rank these. <laughs> I thought that was one of the less scary ones. Well, of what's coming, there are some that are that definitely get get yeah. more so. But this one, I, I'd say, was was pretty intense to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it all. Uh, every one of the ones on this list, like I, I kind of had a startled reaction to. Yeah. Um, well, and I'm I'm trying to stay. Well, most of my study was uh, was canon. I didn't do a lot of legends, and, and I know you've got some legend stuff coming yeah. up here toward the end. And um, uh, so that's canon. Yeah, because that's rebels. So the next one uh, um, was actually a story arc from Clone Wars, uh, starting with season two, episode eight, called. Brain Invaders. Absolutely. And do you remember where these creatures originated from? Were they what um, planet? Geonosis? They were from Geonosis, <clears throat> which is, of course, the planet we see in the movie Attack of the Clones. It's where the, uh, the like, I don't know what, they're like beetle creatures that fly, but they build cool stuff. I don't know what those, the Geonosians Oh, the Geonosians, yeah. Um, but one of the best episodes ever of Clone Wars is Attack at Point Rain, I think it's called, which is just 30 minutes of combat. Yeah. And that's where, or Assault at Point Rain, or Landing at Point Rain. Um, it feels like a cartoon version of uh, the D-Day scene of Saving Private Ryan. It's brutal. But um, Geonosis is a rough planet. I'm gonna pause for just a second on, before we get to Brain Invaders, Yeah. and just say that Clone Wars in general, like a lot of this, when we're talking about this, this intense, spooky, yeah. scary situations, the Clone Wars overall is some very intense, scare. I mean, some of these battles that you're in, they did a really good job of putting you into that battle and making it seem very real. And you felt for the individual soldiers oh, that were walking around. I mean, it was that's just Clone Wars in general. Obviously, that's not the specific creepy well, things that are coming. One of the things, one of the reasons why Clone Wars ranks so high for me. I, I was in the army. I was actually in the infantry, and uh, the clone 
soldiers in the cartoon series come across as real soldiers. Um, there's several episodes that are clone-centric um, that only talk about the clones. Like, there's no Jedi, there, you know, no side stories. Um, like, one is there's a unit trying to hold their position, um, and that's the entire episode is just these five uh, kind of new recruits trying to hold their position. And they, they communicate like real soldiers. Um, they have kind of that same sense of uh, brotherhood that you see in the real military. So the clones are definitely some of my favorite characters. And uh, the more clone-focused the, the story is, the more I found I liked it. Uh, the one where the general betrays his own soldiers. Um, all that feels oh, very that was, real to me as a former soldier. Oh, I hated that. Yeah, that was I a rough it. one. I hated that so much. But let's get back to brain invaders, because what happens yeah. is there's this worm-like creature that uh, crawls into your nostril, and it takes over your brain, and it basically turns you into uh, a zombie-type creature. Now, you're, you're not dead or anything, and actually you can come back. They can cause the creature to come back out of your body. Um, what was Luminara's apprentice? Barris Ophi. Yeah. Um, so Padawan Barris Ophi, by the way, only one to clearly defeat Ahsoka Tano in a, light, in a lightsaber duel was Barisofi. And she also fought almost to a standstill with Skywalker. Well, then at the end, he put the smack down on it. But she held her own against him for a long time. So she's pretty tough. But she, um, yeah, she had the uh, worm go inside her brain, and it got terrifying. And uh, you found out that you had to freeze the person in order to get the uh, worm to leave them. So you had to, like, make them so cold they were almost dead and the worm would leave. This led to, uh, but meanwhile, they're on a ship that gets taken over by these creatures. So it's very uh, kind of invasion of the body snatchers. Yeah. Because the people that you trust are suddenly evil and they're trying to hurt you. And that was kind of terrifying. And then they go to the planet. Do you remember this? the next part in the story arc? Uh, this has got Obi-Wan and Anakin. They go to the planet when Geonosis. Gets cap- are you talking about when she gets captured? Um, is that how it happened? Because I'm talking about when they go down into the caves and the clone troopers start disappearing one by one as they're captured by these things. That's with, I think right after that, that's when Luminar, isn't that when Luminar gets captured? I think it is, Because they find her, because that's a creepy scene in itself, when she's all chained up. Yeah. She has, I don't think she's been taken over. No. She's she's chained up. She had some rough stuff, man. Yeah. Luminar is one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Um, but she, uh, no, the, so Anakin and... And Obi-Wan are going through the caves trying to find the origin of these worm creatures. And it turns out there's this, like, mother-type insectile creature pumping these things out. And it's just, the whole thing is just super creepy, and I loved it. Uh, I'm into horror, personally. And uh, I'm not into, like, jump scares so much as, like, creepy things that just make you go, wow, that that would not be pleasant. Yeah, um, exactly. So Clone Wars comes in uh, second on my list, I guess, of... Uh, Scary things with the Brain Invaders uh, story arc. The next one I think worth mentioning on Clone Wars, it's not that it's particularly, uh, the story is scary, but the imagery was absolutely frightening, I think, was when they reintroduced in season four, I think it's episode 22, Maul. Yeah. Now we think this guy's been dead. And for just, you know, for obvious reasons, he gets cut in half and disappears. And then suddenly they're on that trash planet, and they go inside. His brother, Savage Opress, goes, he's, he senses that Maul's still alive. And when he goes in there, what he finds is a very, very broken Maul who's been put back together badly. And that's so weird. Like, his body looks like a spider, um, but he's entirely insane. Oh, and yes. uh, it's just so, like, creepy um, watching Crazy Maul with his weird body. 
And uh, his evolution continues being creepy as he you now he gets his sanity kind of back. I don't think he ever fully gets it back because even in Rebels he wasn't quite all there. No. Um, but so that that would be another one out of the Clone Wars series that I thought was that's Halloween worthy. Yeah, and to move a, forward, um, the uh, the writers of some of the comic books, the IDW Star Wars Adventures, these are the non-Marvel um, books, agree. Uh, issue one of what we're going to talk about later on, the, uh, the there's a Star Wars special Halloween set of comic books that came out. Um, the first one was all about Spider-Mall and a group that actually end up on that planet down in his, uh, his, his labyrinth. Yeah, because he has chase. a creature that brings people to him. So that he can destroy them. Do you remember that? I do remember that. This is a little bit different, but it's it's the same idea. We'll talk about it a little bit. Yeah, the, um, the it wasn't the creepier. Man. It wasn't the creepiest of them, but the the character himself, absolutely, especially when you see the insanity, he's very scary. Um, so moving forward with Clone Wars, do you remember when Rex got injured? He got shot. And they ended up in this hut. There was a clone deserter, and he had a family. Oh, yeah. And he ended up just in that house with them. And what it was, it was just this house. Like, they were out in, like, this huge field, and these droids were coming. I only Um, vaguely remember this. I remember them being with the deserter. Yeah, so he's there, and the droids are attacking the house, and it's up to just the two of them, deserter and injured Rex, to, like, hold down this house. Um, and it was really creepy because the droids are breaking in, but the droids were mostly, like, damaged. Yeah. And so they were all, like, zombie droids. Like, they were, the way they were walking, like, some of them couldn't bend at the knee or could you know, so they're, like, just dragging themselves and, and like, limping in. Or they all looked real creepy, too. Like, it was a very spooky thing, even though they were machines coming through. So it was just a... I'm, I'm a huge fan of the zombie genre. Um... And actually, I'm going to tell a side story. In Transformers, the next generation, um, so this is when they had Galvatron instead of Megatron, Mm -hmm. there was an episode that I recorded on VHS, and I used to watch it over and over again, where they went to a planet where there was some creature that sucked out, like, all their positive energy or something, like their personality, in other words, and they basically became zombies, and I loved it. And that was in the Transformers. So we see that uh, the zombie genre pops up quite a bit. I've been rewatching Smallville. They just tried to do that to Cyborg. Heck yeah. They were like, oh, you've got too many emotions. We'll fix that for you. And he's like, no, don't fix that for me. No, you're that a was, zombie. That was their attempt. But yeah, the zombie zombie machines was was kind of weird because they were, that's that's the feel they give. Um, and that's what the Transformers, these were like robots. That, that were same idea, yeah. Like broken into pieces but still trying to get you. So what do you got about, uh, oh, I got something I want to say about Grievous. I see you put a note down about him. Yeah, a couple of them here. Um, so there's a there's a story arc about the Malevolence. Which was his giant ship with the big EMP cannon. Yeah, we kind of mentioned that before. Um, and this was a really creepy scene, too, because if you after they did that, the escape pods all left, and then the EMP went out, and these clones are all just in these... Oh, yeah. Powered down nothing escape pods. Yeah, and the in battle space. droids have like these escape pod Wreckers. can openers, yeah. right? And they're just going down one by one, getting the escape pods. That's right. I and just that. ripping them apart so that the air is sucked out and they just. And that whole story arc was just those four clones in that one escape pod waiting till it was their turn to waiting be. Waiting till it was their turn to be. Yeah. Very, very, very intense, scary. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah that was like, good. That was uh, that's 
Really cool. It's if you guys don't know these Clone Wars shows, just throwing this out there, hey, you got, what, 12 days? You can start watching. Yeah. After you watch The Mandalorian Episode 1. Of course, if you're like me, you're having to wait till Disney Plus comes. Because I don't have the Clone Wars. That's what I said, 12 days. Oh, wait 12 days. I thought you were saying watch them over the next 12 days. No, 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 no. In 12 days, you can watch them. And then, uh, so you put uh, Kit Fisto. Yeah, there was a, a scene um, in, like, in Grievous's like, lair or home or whatever it is where Kit Fisto's there, and that was just a... He was hiding, um, moving through. It was just a dark, kind of spooky, being hunted... The- there's another one with Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Yeah, where she goes through and sees all his trophies from when he was a gladiator. Yeah. That one's really scary. because and she's uh, doing kind of the same thing. She yeah. was in, what was she in? I had that so they were, uh, that was, that was, I want to say that was on Naboo. But um, they found like his, he had a secret base there. And uh, yeah, he was, uh, he was hunting Jedi through the hallways of that place. And it was yeah. it was super creepy. Grievous can be a pretty good bad guy. Um, I've got uh, I've, I've put Transdosians. 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 We're hunting her. We're hunting Ahsoka. Yeah. There's so honestly anyway. we could spend the rest of this podcast just talking about like particularly dramatic parts of Clone Wars that border on like terrifying. Yeah. Um, but it, let's focus more oh, on the horror. Oh, that's right. The Transdosians were with Ahsoka and younglings. They were hunting, they were, they were hunting younger Jedi is what was happening there. I don't remember. They were, that was really, that was really, it was bad. It was bad. It was bad stuff. But yeah, Clone Wars gets into some bad stuff. You're right. You put Dathomir and that's, that's kind of the, the home of scary horror for Clone Wars. Yeah, Dathomir is, is the Halloween planet, right? Like, yeah. So that Dathomir is where uh, the Zabraks are from. Maul was a Zabrak. Yep. Um, and most of the people, apparently it's one of these planets that a lot of the people from there are Force-sensitive, especially the females. And the females, in fact, created their own sisterhood. Was it the Night Witches or the Night Sisters? I always get that confused with the, night. With the Russian bomber pilots. They're the Night Sisters, but they're called the Witches of Dathomir, I think. I think that's right. It is All the right. Night Sisters. So they get wiped out almost entirely. So Mother uh, Talzin yeah. is their spiritual leader, and she's the one who actually identifies Maul as a Force user, and eventually his brother, Savage Opress, and turns him over to the Emperor. But... Um, they like lead the men through all kinds of trials to see if they're force uh, able, and then they actually do uh, things to enhance them physically, to make them stronger. Yeah. Um, and all that's done through like dark side use of the force. But they're witches, and they uh, they're all force users, and they're terrifying, especially after the clone army comes through. So lots of battles happen on Dathomir, and uh, the witches take a heavy toll, and many of them are killed over the years. And then do you remember their final defense? This was yeah. the part. Oh my gosh! This I thought that's why you put it on the list. Uh, my daughter seriously had to stop watching this. Um, their final defense uh, of Dathomir is they bring back the dead to fight. I do remember that. Yeah, and so all these dead women start coming up out of the ground and like grabbing weapons and attacking the droids. Um, and I think they almost had to do it with droids because it would have been too terrifying to see them do it with humans. Like clones are, you know, humans. Um, it was awesome because these they were rotten corpses attacking them, and of course this is they Grievous is leading them and he gets defeated. Um, it's it's crazy, man. Like like I said, my daughter was like, I can't watch this. This yeah. is too much. Uh, very dark. If you, um, I've got to find it. If I can find it, maybe I'll post it. 
Um, somebody out there did put, and I'm just going to kind of take a spin on this, did post the uh, age-appropriate episodes for Clone Wars. They actually, somebody went through yeah. and broke them down and was like, hey, if you're six, maybe not this one. Like, stuff like that. So yeah. it was, it's a cool place. Uh, just You can Google it and find it. It's out there. Um, well, this was it. about three, uh, probably four or five years ago. It's at least three years ago. So I think she'd have no problem with it now. Well, exactly. at that time, she was That's a what I mean. Young. So, yeah, when it was, um, when you're in that. And, that, and that, I had no idea what I was getting into. I'm like, oh, you know, these, some of them are downright, you know, silly and lighthearted. Um, that episode is not silly or lighthearted. Yeah, we had uh, one of those. Um, my wife happened to be watching with my son when he was about the same age. Yeah, and something happened that I'm not going to mention because I don't know who's listening here. But something happened that she was like, "Oh wow, that's here. We're going to take a break for it." That's terrifying. So we we did. Yeah. So that's uh, that's good Clone Wars horror. <clears throat> so the Dathomir uh, witches, the sisters, terrifying. I mean, that's genuinely a Halloween episode type thing. Now, in the movies, we don't see too much scary in the movies. I've got one more cartoon. horror-based. All right, I forgot what do you to type it onto our shared one, but it's... it's what do you uh, got? Um, Ezra, when he goes into the Jedi Temple and goes oh. through kind of that nightmare sequence. Oh, yeah. Where the, uh, the oh Inquisitor, gosh, the Grand so Inquisitor comes, and, yeah. like, and like he sees all of his friends get killed. Yep. And then he's the last one, and he's going to get... Like, it was... That was a really intense... There's a lot of intense, scary stuff. Now i got another one. Um, yeah, what do you got? Clone Wars. Uh, Yoda has the vision, and he sees uh, Ahsoka Tano dying. Yeah. In the temple. And then he sees the Emperor, but can't figure out who he is. Like, it has a great dream quality, like that, that, that terrified feeling you have when you're in a dream, but you can't control it. Like, because he's looking right at the Emperor, but can't see who he is. Well, that's and the... Uh... It, it's really... It's it's it's, it's good. scary, yeah. yeah. The Ahsoka Vader fight on in Rebels. That was scary. But that's scary. Well, it's scary because you know Vader makes it right. Like when you're watching yeah, that, you know point. Vader makes it. You don't know anything else. Oh, and it's so well because it's in a Sith temple. It's got the red and black it's lighting. Dark, it's and nasty. Then, uh, it's yeah. And I'm just gonna say, uh, she she gets a part of his helmet off, so you can actually see Anakin's face a little bit, and it's creepy and intense. Like yeah. that's that's gets those. Uh, what do we say? Gets those feels going? Yeah, it does get the feels going. Yeah. Anything else about cartoons before we move on? I don't know. I'll probably think about something again. We'll probably <laughs> Let's move will. on. I, the only thing I got from the movies, uh, so there was some fan fiction, and uh, first time I heard about this was on uh, the, that show I've mentioned before, Star Wars and Character did a show about this. Um, and this was uh, in Phantom Menace, when they're going into, it's not most Eisley, it's most Espa. I think, mm -hmm. and uh, there's a 3PO droid uh, stumbling kind of towards the camera, but he's doing it with this real awkward kind of walking dead kind of zombie gait, and there's clearly blast marks on him. Like, he's been hit by uh, by laser fire, and he's, he's creepy looking. He looks like a zombie version of a robot, like we were talking about. So this guy got his own story um, on StarWars.com. Somebody submitted a uh, make-your-own kind of story. They had a little time where you could submit your own stories for these guys. So he was called the Nobot, which is actually supposed to be N-O-8-O-T. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the Nobot, so this is genuinely, I think, a scary story. So again, kids might not want to hear it. Um, so the Nobot, nobody seems to know its origin. Its serial numbers and all that identifications have been scraped off of it. Um, and this thing just wanders the deserts of Tatooine, supposedly surrounded by the dark uh, side of the force because no one can destroy this thing either. Um, its memory seems to be wiped, except for it plays one audio clip over and over again. 
And this is the story. You remember the woman Storm's coming, Annie? Jira? Yeah. Um, she tells this story, apparently. Like, it, she, that's her thing is she charges people, and she tells the story about the no-bot or the ghost droid, as it's sometimes called. So the, the audio that this thing plays over and over again is apparently a pregnant woman being murdered. So I told you that's pretty rough. And it's her begging for her life, and then blaster fire, and then there's silence, and then he starts the audio over again. I mean, it sounds absolutely terrifying to me, to be honest with That's you. Horrible. Yeah. That's and horrible. Yeah. That so, might be the worst one on the entire list. I think it is the worst one. Um, but and it, to make it even more creepy, this thing, so, like, did the Nobot, did he do it? Did he, you know, kill someone? Is this not a real recording? What is, you know, there's nobody knows what this is about or where this guy came from or if he uh, was a witness and somebody tried to erase his memory and tried to get rid of his serial numbers. Was it a hollow why. feed from just like a television show, like a hollow show or whatever they do there? What, you know? But the thing that's creepy is he has these blast marks on him and uh, whenever people try to destroy him, they can't. So, like, uh, the stories are... The Tuscan Raiders will shoot at him and their weapons always malfunction. Um, people will take him out to the Sarlacc pit and drop him in and he still wanders back. Um, so it's a good ghost story for the uh, for the movies. And technically it's the movies because he is uh, he does make an appearance in Phantom Menace yeah. episode one. Um, so movies, creepy stuff that happens in the movies. Um, some of which is just kinda just kinda passed over. Some of it's not. The Dagobah Cave is is a little creepy. I, I was wondering if you're gonna mention um, it. it's not as a kid, I thought that was terrifying. That's what I mean. And yeah, confusing. it's definitely a creepy place, um, and it gets and confusing. Include yeah, it's very confusing. Um, the confusion adds to that. Um, of course, the emperor himself is a is a nasty, scary, evil yeah. dude who has powers and yeah. tortures people. So, um, but I'd say the biggest one from the movies is in episode four, um, after Leia is captured, oh. and she's in the detention cell. Yeah, um, you know they don't actually do this but like Vader walks in and we all know at, at this point that Vader's got a lot of powers and he can you know yeah. potentially probe minds and things like that but he doesn't do that no. they bring in a, a droid interrogation droid and yeah and you can see the needles needle. and other things kind of hanging off of it and that is scary. she's clearly terrified knows what this is what's about to happen and is is not okay with it um, that's a, a scarier scene if you really think about it like usually you're just like Oh, they injected her with some kind of truth serum, no, and she didn't get into I, it. I remember, but, yeah. But I like, remember being like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And they just kind of leave it, and then he's like, it didn't work, which is good. I mean, you know. Yeah. But that also means that they, yeah, know, they, they were probably more aggressive than they needed to be because she was resistant to Which everything. is, again, kind of like the scene where they torture Han, and then he <clears> comes <throat> back and he says they didn't even ask me anything from Empire Strikes yeah. Back. Yeah. Um, that actually, I've got another horror scene from the movies. Rogue One. When they, uh, yeah, when they show Darth Vader coming on, oh, trying yeah. to get, they're trying to get on board the Tanty before. That is genuinely like a, a horror scene. And I love it. I think everyone loves it. When it's all dark and then you hear the his aspirator, the and then the red lightsaber comes on. And the guy, they do such a great job of the, the rebels being terrified of, of just this unstoppable force. And yeah, he's absolutely. And it's funny because his own anger ends up being his own defeat because he kind of seems to relish killing each one of them. And that buys, that's what buys them enough time to escape is that he's actually seeming to enjoy killing them. 
because um, he could have gotten through that hallway much faster. But no, he's going to yeah. take time to take their weapon. Yeah, what are they going to do? Where are they going to go? Yeah. yeah. So his own enjoyment of the just the horror of that moment um, is what allowed them to escape. You know, we didn't mention we we have to mention on our episode about vehicles the Hammerhead Corvettes. Oh yeah, that they used to push. So on Rogue One, they push a start. The rebels push a star destroyer into the ring of Scarif, and that's what allows them to break open the communication channel and all that. Um, those ships appear somewhere else. They show how the rebels get those ships to begin with, and they're oh, called yeah. hammerheads because they they're reinforced front ends, and they act they gen, they literally ram other ships. And where did those ships come from? Star Wars Rebels. That's right. Yeah, Rebels is awesome. There's a whole story arc of where Kanan, along with Princess Leia, uh, manages to steal these ships from the Empire and for the uh, the Rebels. I love... So when I was watching uh, Rogue One and those ships showed up, I was, like, so excited. And the ghost also appears in that scene, too. Yeah. Um, the ghost is in the Battle of Scarif. All right, but back to the horror. <laughs> the horror, Tim. Yeah. The horror. So what I got left is the books. Um, and what I've got left is the comic books. So let's, uh, I'll talk about the book. So in 2007, I believe it was, or 2008, um, so none of this is canon. They released Death Troopers, which is an actual zombie story set in the Star Wars galaxy. Um, it is genuinely creepy. Um, there are moments, so I listened to the audiobook, I didn't read it. And the voice actor does a good job, except, and it's a little bit of a spoiler here, um, two famous characters make an appearance in it. One of them is, uh, well, he's a smuggler, Corellian pirate, oh, Han Solo. Yeah. And the, it, it took me a little bit out of the audiobook because whenever he did a Han Solo impersonation, it was close. And it was good, better than anything I could do. But uh, it wasn't Han Solo, and that takes me out a little bit. And Chewbacca is the other one. But this story, um, not suitable for kids, not at all. It is zombie apocalypse. Uh, it's Event Horizon, if you remember that movie, you're trapped on a spaceship with something incredibly evil, and there's literally nowhere to go because you're on a spaceship. Um, and it is, uh, they do a great job. There's one scene where they come across uh, these uh, Imperial officers who have barricaded themselves into a little room, and uh, they're all like, the, their uniforms are hanging off of them because they've been in there for uh, weeks and it stinks and the author just describes all this and suddenly uh, you realize that the only way they've stayed alive is by sacrificing their fellow officers as food. I mean, it's a dark book. Yeah. And the zombie aspect, the whole Star Destroyer is taken over by zombies, So it's uh, which is a big ship. Um, yeah, very, very disturbing. But they had a, a prequel come out in 2011, I want to say, called Red Harvest, which talks about it's set 3,000, over 3,000 BBY. So, and it's back during the Sith Empire. And it talks about how the zombie plague gets started. And it's, uh, it's kind of a Darth Plagueis type story. It's a Sith messing around with uh, immortality. So he figures out a way to reanimate corpses, but of course then he can't control them. And so these things go around... Uh, um, biting people, and then once they bite them, they turn into one, and so on. They don't seem to be able to use their force powers once they're... Uh, I was wondering about a zombie Sith Lord or a zombie Jedi, but they don't seem to have force powers. But they do steal an exact line from the movie Taken. Have you read Red Har Harvest? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so one of the Jedi's, his sister is taken by the Sith, and he says, I have a particular set of skills. 
Um, return her to me now and nothing will happen. I mean, it's, it's word for word almost. So I had to Google this because I was like, this has to be copyright infringement. Um, but it turns out the, the Jedi is supposed to be um, modeled after Liam Neeson's character in Taken. And that's how the, so it's supposed to be an homage. Yeah. Um, and he is this kind of tough guy who shows up and, you know, nobody can stop him, John Wick style kind of thing. Um, but it is, Red Harvest is, I don't think it's as scary as Death Troopers. Um, but it's, it's, it's a zombie story set in the Star Wars universe. So these, that's what I have as far as scary stuff. What else? Yeah, there, I, there are a couple others in the books too. Like Dark Lords of the Sith was, was, uh, got into some, well, I guess it was not as, uh, certainly not as scary as these, um, as far as the horror goes, but some of the power, when you get into some of the dark side power. Yeah. Um, and how intense it is. Yeah. Like when you get this one guy just, just mowing down a whole crew of rebels or you know like things like that that are happening it's it gets out there and i will say a lot of the legends books uh similar not not in the same way but there are a lot of legends books that are not all ages appropriate um that's definitely true and i think most of the canon books are better as far as the age as far as the age goes for the stuff they're leaving out of course there's still you know people dying and and wars and Things like that, but... Well, every Disney movie's been PG-13. Yeah, everything since Episode 3 has been PG-13. Yeah. Um, as Including far as the movies go. Episode 3. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think now there was a book where the Sith and the Jedi actually had to team up because they faced a really disturbing um, android-type army that kept screaming. Uh, it, it was creepy because all it would say is, uh, leave us alone or something like that, but then it would attack. Oh, um, what was that story? Was that a book or was that one of the... I had it as an audio book. Um, they might have rehashed that. It was about a woman movie. whose child had been kidnapped by the Sith, and she was a scientist. So she had gone to this planet to create a society to defend them from the, uh, from the Sith. I don't, I don't know what that is. But uh, so she had created these droids that were supposedly, you know, nothing could defeat them. Oh, okay. And they would, like, combine and use some, I don't know, some sort of energy weapons that the Jedi and Sith couldn't resist. So it ends up, actually, the Mandalorians, the Sith, and the Jedi have to get together to defeat these things. I do things. remember that. Yeah. And, uh, but it is, what I found creepy yeah. about it is that they always scream at their opponent. As they're attacking you, they scream, leave us alone. And uh, it's, even if it's by itself, it's screaming, leave us alone. So it's got a very kind of creepy, you know, yeah, hive mind stuff. thing going on. Um, what well, else from the comics? <laughs> I almost wonder if we should have done this at the beginning, all of the uh, sort of family-friendly stuff <laughs> to start. So um, IDW Ewoks. does Star Wars Adventures. Ewoks. Ewoks. Um, <laughs> they do uh, Star Wars Adventures is the all-ages comic book available, um, not through Disney and Marvel, but through, like I said, IDW. Um, and they've got some, some good, interesting stories in them. And last year in October, they released um, this Tales from the Crypt. Sorry, Tales from Vader's Castle. Um, and that was a reference to something we'll talk about in a second. Um, and this year, they did it again. It's called Return to Vader's Castle. And there are five books for the five weeks of October. They did it last year. They run them again this year. Um, we're going to talk about the first four right now. Um, and they are... A little bit more family friendly, and if you're an adult, you will certainly read things in them that I think kids will miss. Um, 
And then if they reread them when they're older, they'll kind of pick up on that. Well, that's very Disney in general. Yes. Yeah. Uh, very much kind of fit that. So uh, Tom Hud, um, who's a rebel, is in Vader's castle. He's been captured. This happened um, at the end of the first five last year. Um, actually, he was assumed, um, not assumed, he was, the, the other rebels were told that he'd been killed. Um, but he's being tortured by Vader's servant, Vani, or Vinay, or whatever his... I don't know how to pronounce that guy's name. And, uh, yeah, the, he is our crypt keeper here. Um, and it's spooky it's, looking. Yeah, he is. He's very creepy looking. Um, and if you read the first issue, uh, and some of the others went like this last year too, but if you read the first issue of this year's, you very much get a Tales from the Crypt uh, feel to it. Like he starts off, there's some guy being you know held captive, and he starts to talk to him, and then he goes to tell a story. Yeah. And he tells these stories um, throughout the issues about creepy things that happened. And he comes back at the end and kind of summarizes, and then whatever's going on, and you know, not in the Crypt Keeper's house basement or whatever, but in his invader's castle where he's got um, HUD being held captive. Um, HUD escapes here and, and goes off and is running away from him throughout, but this guy keeps telling creepy stories. Yeah. Um, so the first one is called Beware the Horned Devil. We mentioned this a few minutes ago. This was the. Uh, the Spider Mall story, um, where they went down there, rumors of a long dead Sith not being so long dead. Um, those rumors have made it out to the ears of bounty hunters and some people who pay their fees. So there was a request for the creature, and a group that were unaware of its existence were sent down to his haunted labyrinth. So that's a that's a neat story. Um, I gave that. Uh, I went with some uh, creepy factors as I was doing this. Um, I called that creepy factor three. Um, we've got a new. Uh, Wait a minute. We need a frame of reference. Three out of what? Three out of ten. Okay. Yeah. So ten being the creepiest. Ten being the creepiest. And one being Care Bears. And one being... The Care Bears are kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Men who like Care Bears are... <laughs> Never mind. Um, there's nothing wrong with Care Bears. <laughs> Tim? Um, okay, let's try Ewoks. How's creepier Ewoks? I think they're pretty creepy, actually. Ewoks are pretty creepy, too. I mean, I'm giving them a three, and you're... So you're saying Spider Mall is a three? Yeah, it's 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 not that. All right, so, so when I when I did this, I so had no bot is a ten. <laughs> no bot is no a, bot's ten. a ten. Um, Ewoks are a one. I'm not sp saying Spider Mall is a three, <laughs> but I'm saying that this particular book and the way they ran it is a is a three. Okay, so you're putting it down there with the Ewoks, or do you think Ewoks are lower than three? Like, what's a seven? Wasn't to you? too bad. <laughs> um. Interesting. Well, yeah, we'll have to go back and maybe rework all the stuff that we talked about and, and give them all rankings. Um, all right, so... <laughs> all right, so maybe a little higher. Maybe a little higher. Maybe, maybe a little higher. I was referencing the books within just the books, and... Um, <laughs> I'm messing with your rating scheme, aren't I? That's okay. But you just threw out that's three, okay. and I'm like, out of five? Out no, of, out of ten. Out of four? Out of ten. Out of it's ten. Um, so okay. then we move on to book two, and this story comes from HUD a story that he'd been told um, by uh, someone from the Imperial Navy who left the Imperial Navy to join the Rebels. Dun, dun, dun. And this is a Frankenstein's monster story called The Curse of Tarkin, um, told in the style of Tales from the Crypt through the lens of Star Wars. Uh, Tarkin arrives to investigate a facility not working to his expectations on this ship, and another ship crashes into it, and it's got uh, neutron radiation, I think they said, 
which disabled the shields and were able to like cause this big problem. And this creature shows up, this gigantic, clearly stitched together from different beings creature. Um, Tarkin recognizes the signature of that creature. And uh, then the monster shows its face. But the question is, who's the monster, the creature or its maker? Did you ever read the Galaxy of Fear books? Maybe. Okay, I didn't. I didn't know if I should bring them up or not because I don't know anything about them. But they were a series of uh, Star Wars stories that were kind of supposed to compete with the Goosebumps type stories. Same the, kind of idea. The R.L. Stein books, I think. Wasn't that R.L. Stein? Yeah. Um, so anyway, it sounds like kind of what you're talking about, but those were more kid-friendly. I think Goosebumps were. Those were about genuine three, is <laughs> <was> my guess. <laughs> not the not the five that I had before that I was calling a three. Um, I'm just going <laughs> to up everything, and that'll make him leave me alone about this. Yeah. Um, uh, by the way, the the answer was its maker. Um, Tarkin is evil. Um, uh, Tarkin's evil. Tarkin's evil. I think you overestimate their chances. Yeah. He's also stupid. <laughs> One dumb thing. We found mind. a way they're going to blow up our entire space station. No. <laughs> I think you overestimate. Yeah. Uh, he should have moved with his uh, auntie and uncle in Bel Air. Yeah. But so this one gets intense um, and kind of bad and evil, but uh, not super creepy there. Actually, the creepier parts are with um, HUD and um, Vani. In, in the castle, the, the pre and post at, during the story. One little exhaust port and my mom got scared. I moved in. Sorry, <laughs> I'm still on that. All right, what other stories? I know he tells more stories than that. Yeah, Bop Shabop, Little Sarlacc Horror. Oh, um, I like the... That, that was pretty good. Yeah. I like the next one even better. Yeah, um, so this one was a Little Shop of Horror um, kind of rework-ish type thing. Um, this is starring Asajj Ventress. Who I love. Um, yeah. Uh, she was hired as a bounty hunter to help figure out what was attacking people in the slums of Coruscant because one of the crime lords was worried that other people would start to investigate it and he didn't want other the investigators law, yeah. near his uh, near his area. Um, and they found a sarlacc. Not only a sarlacc. Not only a sarlacc. A sarlacc having babies. Yeah, multiple sarlaccs. And they were all still like little-ish um, compared to what we know, the Sarlacc pit and the gigantic Sarlacc so like pit. They're hiding in your sink and stuff like that. Yeah, like they were they were all over the place. Um, so it was it was kind of crazy. Now this one was cool at the end. Yeah, um, she had some good payback. Yes, yeah, she did. She did. Um, Dude refused to pay her, man. Yeah, don't refuse to pay Asage. Yeah, you get eaten by a Sarlacc. And then yeah. the Sarlacc gets left down there anyway. I love that she, yeah, she just left it there. Yeah, so there's a Sarlacc there. on Coruscant, apparently. Yep, growing and eating and whatever else. I don't know where that happens. Um, and then HUD, at the end of it, when he they're back in... one up him with the new story. Is that where you're going next? Yeah, well, first at the end of this one, Invader's Castle, um, he there's something cool that he finds. He thinks he finds a, an escape route, and he opens this door, and there's those two droids. Oh, yeah, the They've training got, They droids. both have, like, four... They look like lightsabers. Yeah. And they're for Vader's training, and they're just kind of neat looking. Yep. And uh, they, uh, he doesn't escape. So, yeah. Um, so before I talk about the last one, there are two. One of them, one of these phrases comes up here, and, and they keep coming up. There's one phrase that they like to say, and I've seen this um, periodically in. I got a bad feeling about this. Well, not that one, but yeah, that one. Um, <laughs> one of them is Sith Spit. Sith Spit. Yes. Yeah. That's a. That's a um, that's a, a mean thing to say. It's an insult I in the imagine. Star Wars universe. You call someone Sith spit, and Rebel that's an skull. insult. Um, and I like to hear about the cup of calf. Um, this that is came where up the fun again. begins. 
Yeah. And the cup of cat. He did mention he'd like a cup of cat. Yeah. Yeah. So Vault of the Living Brains is next. Um, Hud's got yeah. his stories trying – at this point he was recaptured and trying to uh, distract and says, well, I've got a story for you if you don't want to tell stories. and Because uh, he doesn't want to get tortured anymore. Right. <laughs> now, so. this one was uh, this one was cool. I, I like – it's got that creepy factor that I like definitely. I think this was my favorite of the four so far um, for sure. Where would you rank this as creepy factor? Um – the majority of it's kind of a, a week three, but then the twist at the end, I think, jumps it up to a five or six, maybe even more, depending on how much you think about it. Okay, that's where I had it was at a five, which places the other ones at only a three, and then we're in good shape. Okay, so you're right. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, Jabba, this is Jabba's Palace. Um, they mention a Jedi vault on Alaris Prime. Yeah, I don't have any other I information about that. that. I, I would love to find out more about that. Yep. If anybody knows about the Jedi Vault and Alaris Prime, please send us the information so we can go there. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, you want to talk about this one a little bit? So a hut shows up to visit Jabba, and that hut reminded me of Zero the Hut from the Clone Wars series, but it's definitely a hut that's not super serious and apparently is in very bad graces with Jabba because yeah. he's there to make peace. Well, she's there to make peace. And she offers him this beast. I think we can gloss over all that. And this beast fights the job is like, okay, I don't know if I want this or not. And then it fights his beast. It proves it's a great uh, gladiatorial creature. So they appear to be mended. Their relationship is mended. They have a big party. And at this point, um, I want to talk about the, the first of all, the artistry in these books has been great. And they, they have been changing the artist throughout. I think it's the same writer. That was actually pretty artist. striking to me. But and this not one, necessarily in a good way. It's a little jarring, but. Well, it was th good. this one was a little uh, more cartoony yeah, it was. in the drawing. And even Jabba has like this giant smile right before the yeah. party. Like it was it was kind of weird to look at. Um, and, but Fortuna's got it. a weird smile on his face like, hey. Yeah, yeah so yeah. that was all kind of, kind of strange, um, which might have been like a way to do this kind of creepy story in an all-ages way. Like yeah, because again, the twist at the end is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so anyway, keep on going. So we mentioned in an earlier episode the Bomar monks used to own Jabba's palace. And apparently this, uh, what I didn't catch his name. What's this? Uh, I forget his name. I, didn't I think they mentioned it like once in they the did. whole comic book. This this they, other hut, though. He knows the origin of Jabba's palace. And he uh, tells oh, us. Oh, Cracker. Cracker, you're right. You're right. Yeah, Cracker. Cracker knows, uh, knows the origin of the palace, that this is where these guys would come and have their brains put into these spider droids. And uh, apparently there's a vault of these brains, and they just sit there and they meditate, and they're still alive after thousands of years. And uh, the story is a criminal robs the Jedi vault. He can't escape, um, so he decides to have his brain removed, and he's going to be put into the vault at the Bomar Monastery. His name is Zero. And his name is Zero, and his uh, droids are supposed to come later and retrieve him. But the Jedi successfully hunt down and destroy all his droids, and so he's left there forgotten. Um, until Kraka comes to J Jabba to steal this brain to try to get the plans. To go and that's to the where Jedi, uh, to go to the Jedi vault. he yeah. wants the treasure. Now, we know that Kraka's already betrayed J Jabba once in the past, and this was them trying to make up. And then what happens, Tim? He decides to try to take it anyway, and, and they're not going to make up, but... He gets busted by he, the little spider monkey. Yeah, the little weird... I keep forgetting his name. I forget I his name, too. So much. <laughs> yeah, that thing. And, of course, in grabbing the uh, crack of the hut, it causes Kraka to drop the, the canister that holds the brain. 
doesn't bust, but he does drop it. Yeah. This is significant. Because uh, pleading for his life, Kraka tells uh, Jabba, you know, hey, we can share this treasure. So they hook the uh, brain up to one of the droids, and it turns out its memory basically is ruined. Yep. And the treasure is lost forever. Yep. The brain of a thief found, stolen, yep. damaged. Damaged. And now Jabba has to decide what to do with Kraka. So they recommend that he set him and feed him to the new beast that Kraka himself gave, and Jabba decides that that's not enough, right? Well, sort of. He says, yeah, that's he, uh, yeah I'm going to feed him to the beast, and Kraka says, you can't kill your f- own family. And Jabba says, uh, I didn't say anything about killing you. And that's the creepy part. Yeah. So the next scene we see uh, Kraka's brain inside the Bomar vault. I liked it. I liked yeah. it a lot. Was... Um, so, yeah, that, that creepy scale. So, who knows? You know, long after Jabba's dead, those brains are still down there. So, Kraka might live on... He might outlive everyone else in the Star Wars universe that we know about. Yep. So, Kylo Ren's great-great-great-great-great-great-grandchildren, if he lives that long. Um, yeah, maybe they'll find and set Kraka free. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, this ends with uh, Back in Vader's Castle with HUD. Um, about to, uh, Vinny is about to, to end HUD. He's done. He's over it. Um, he's done with the torture. He's just gonna, he's gonna end him right there. And an Inquisitor shows up and says that the Emperor himself has requested HUD yeah. to take him to Coruscant. It was cool um, to see an Inquisitor. It was cool, but it seemed kind of weird. I don't know why the Emperor would go after, like, it's, so I don't know if there's gonna be some kind oh, of twist the, where that, it's actually a rebel. That's Vader's authority. Or something. That's what that is. Um, that's the Emperor keeping him on his toes. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see in issue five, which um, is available. However, I haven't made it to the store yet to get issue five. So I said episode five, I think, with uh, issue five. So I will talk about issue five next week. Go to the store, Tim. Um, to summarize the comic book talk, Allegiance 3 is available and Star Wars, the new issue, is available. Um, we're going to save those for next time to keep just this on the spooky, scary stories. So Spookies. Allegiance 3 and 4 we'll talk about next week. The new Star Wars issue we'll talk about next week, and I will take some time to talk about uh, issue five of Return to Vader's Castle, just to make sure we're all up to date on that. Well, now we are on to uh, one of our big focus points. Let's talk about. uh, We're done with our scary stories, right? Yeah. Yeah, that wraps up our Halloween stories. So we had zombies, we had uh, Frankenstein creatures, we have uh, body snatcher type stories. So Halloween uh, is. Kind of a scary time in the Star Wars galaxy. Yeah, but all the time is kind of scary time in Star Wars. If galaxy. you know of any other scary stories that we might have forgotten, please let us know in the uh, in the far, far away our galaxy is Facebook page. But let's talk Mandalorian. We had uh, something happen, which I didn't actually know about until well, I just watched the trail, the new trailer. Yeah, the new trailer. Holy um, goodness, cow! Yeah, spirit dose. Now a lot of the trailers the same. Yeah. But they added more... Um, Stuff. They added more uh, conversation yeah. into it, into some of the scenes that we've already seen, and they added some other stuff, too. Yeah. Um, so it definitely looks, looks oh, pretty cool. Oh, the scene where he walks out, and there's a stormtrooper waiting to the right of the door, and he just grabs him, and, and somebody shoots him in his armor. Yeah. And he just keeps walking. Oh, it looks so good. Yeah, it does. In IG-88, it's looking more and more like... I, if, I don't know if that's the IG-88 or just an IG-88 model. Um, looks more and more like that's his sidekick. So it looks like we'll get a lot of IG-88. Uh, they show his ship in action. There's actually a uh, space battle in one yep. of the scenes of the trailer. Um, so it'll be interesting to learn more about his ship. So I'm excited, and we are so close. And uh, so next week... Well, now, before we get there, there's one more thing about Mandalorian. What? 
New news came out yesterday. New news came out yesterday that said, oh, yeah, it's going to contain Star Wars Universe. So not specifically Rise of Skywalker. Right. But Star Wars Universe spoilers. Yeah. Um, Now, the way people keep posting this, I'm a little... When someone says this is going to contain spoilers, you're like, oh, no, I don't want to know that. Or I'll find out what happens. Um, So I'm not really sure what they mean by that. If they actually mean spoiler, like, hey, Vader and the Emperor died on the Death Star. Yeah, they can't possibly. Right? It can't be a Rise of Skywalker spoiler. Like, there's just no way they would do that. So if this means, like, hey, if you haven't watched Star Wars up to this point, it's going to ruin something for you. Or if it's just going to be a huge... Reveal something big yeah. that's happening. My only concern about the spoiler piece is that this is happening just after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And the Emperor keeps laughing in the new movie. <laughs> and we that's think the perfect. Emperor died in Return of the Jedi. That's yeah. the only spoiler that could happen, but I really don't think that they would do that. They might do something else. Like, we might find out who Obi-Wan Kenobi's parents are. Something. <laughs> who so knows? I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be not... I'm thinking the word... My hope is that the word spoiler is being misplaced. Yeah. In other words, there's going to be a big reveal about the Star Wars universe. Either way, I'm watching it. And watching it will will share something new and big. But I don't think that spoiler is the right word. I'm not promising that. Um, we'll let you know when we talk about that episode in a couple weeks. So, yeah, our, Mandal- our category of uh, talking about the Mandalore will go from anticipation to the subject of the show. So next week, we are going to do a history of Mandalore. And then the week after that, which will be Thursday, what was the date on that? Uh, November 14th. November 14th. So November 7th, the history of Mandalore. November 14th, The Mandalore, episode one. Um, Mandalorian. The Mandalorian, excuse me. Uh, Episode one. And uh, extraordinarily excited about that. Absolutely. So... That's exciting, and uh, of course, we'll keep you updated as we have new show times. And uh, as always, let us know what if there's anything else you want to t- uh, talk about. And uh, I think that wraps it up for today, doesn't it? Yes, sir. Well, then, I'm Jim. And I'm Tim. And this is Our, our Certain, certain point, point of, of view. view. Have a good day, everyone. Audio 1.